Hey, good morning, Drive Time. Welcome back. As always, I'm Dave Drum. Today, I am joined by Jonathan Rios. Uh, Jonathan is, man, he's a man's man, but he is also a uh, diversified man in the sense that he's been a professional athlete, a life coach, a licensed psychotherapist, and an author. Uh, so Jonathan, I want to welcome you to drive time. Thank you for being here. Um, and, uh, thank you for, for sharing some insight with us. I'm pumped. I'm stoked. Let's do this. All right. So guys, uh, Jonathan has a new book out called primal virtues for the modern man. And, uh, that's, that's why Jonathan's joining us today. Uh, it's an opportunity for him to kind of give us some insight into this book, uh, and, and give us some tangible steps on, on what we need to be doing and, and where we can go from here. So again, thanks for being here. And uh, uh, I'm excited to hear what you've got for us. Hey, uh, you know, I love Dave, when you contacted me, you said your one of your main objectives is to, is to make men better 1%, 1% better per episode or just in, in any, in any endeavor that we're striving for. Right. So um, I've, I've taken that to heart. So today I've, I've made that one of my objectives is to help your guys progress 1% uh, per, per primal instinct. So I'm going to be talking about um, five primal in instincts we as men need to hone in on and cultivate. Uh, and, and the reason I even named it that is because, you know, one of the things people need to realize I'm a, I'm a psychotherapist. So I get to hear men's secrets. I, I meet with men one-on-one -on -one all week. I'd say 80% of my clientele are men. So I hear secrets. I hear what men are longing for, where they're frustrated. I also meet with women that tell me what they're wanting from their men. And so uh, all that came together in what I call five primal instincts. There may be a sixth or seventh. I haven't fully developed those yet, but I want to talk about the five. Uh, before we get into that, do you have any questions for me? Uh, no, man. Uh, other than uh, what's next. <laughs> okay. All right. So the first, and you guys can take notes, or if you're listening in the car, great. You might want to just go back and re-listen. But the first primal instinct, I believe, is, is something called battle. All right. Inside of every man is a desire for battle. Um, every man that I know, including myself, wants to be courageous. Every woman I know wants to be with the courageous man. And as men, we want to be kind of the hero archetype, right? So um, th all that's, that's across the board. Now, the thing about heroes is they're sacrificial by nature. So, uh, you know, I was listening, this was, your guys like this. I was listening to um, an interview by a guy who wrote Braveheart. His name's Randall Wallace. And he said, you know, I get this question a lot. People ask me all the time, Randall, why do you, why do you write war movies? And he said, I don't write war movies. I write love stories because I'm always interested in finding out what do you love so much that you're willing to sacrifice for? And I just thought that was such a powerful statement, a powerful way of viewing his art. What do you sacrifice? So that's the question. What are we sacrificing for? What do we love so much that we would lay down our lives for? Like, who do we love so much that we would lay down our lives for? So by nature, we are meant to battle, to lay down our lives, to sacrifice. And, you know, something that I wrote in the book, um, Primal Virtues, is this. What makes a man, ultimately, what makes a man a warrior 
is his willingness to place himself between what he loves and anything that threatens his love. Right. So that that's the, that's the place to start as, as a battle hardened warrior is to begin to position yourself between the threats of destruction and the people and the things that you love. Okay. Um, so let's pause there and, and just remember the scripture says this, even God says in Exodus, I think it's Exodus 15. You might want to fact check me on that. It says this, it says the Lord is a warrior and the Lord is his name. We are image bearers. So there's something about us as men that reflect that warrior DNA, that, that desire to battle. And, you know, Hey, let's be honest. Like one of the reasons video games these days are so popular. What do you see in the video games? You see men battling, you see men striving for valor, men conquering, right? Well, okay. That, cause they're, there's, they're striking a chord there. They know what they're doing when they design these games, right? That's hardwired inside of all of us. Um, so let me just take a breath and ask Dave, is this making sense? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I get it. You, you, you kind of went down that road. You said placing yourself between the things that you value and the distractions, uh, as, as part of that battle. So what does that look like tangibly? Uh, you know, how to, it's, I agree with you on the, on the idea of, you know, men kind of long for the, the good, they want to fight the good fight. Um, so how do we fight the good fight of the distractions that threaten our families or the things we value? Right. Okay. So, so good things can become bad things. Um, too much time with work can produce neglect of family. So one of the ways that we battle is we, we, we get really disciplined about our time and the time that we're home, let's call it quality time. So here's a simple one. When you walk in the door after work, put your phone on airplane mode for 45 minutes for an hour and a half and put it, put it in a cabinet. It's most people have a really hard time with that, but the goal is I'm, I'm actually setting aside work obligations, emails, text messages, whatever. And I'm, I want to zero in and focus on my wife and my children. Okay, so that's one, that's a little battle that we can win right there. Um, here's another one. I like this one. I practice this one. Just get your day started off, right? Like enter the battle with your chin up. So get up, make your bed get up. Actually, I, you know, behind my house, I have a nature preserve. I'll get up and I pour my coffee and I walk the trails and I pray. That's, that's me getting the day started off. Right. Um, here's another one. Uh, I have a rule for myself just based on a past history with a lot of addiction. I, I struggled with alcoholism, struggled with porn addiction. I find for me at after 10 PM TV's off, electronics are off. That's one way that I, suffocate old habits uh, because nothing let's be honest not much there's nothing beautiful that really happens after 10 11 o'clock at night it's usually darkness it's usually stuff that we're ashamed of right it's a waste of time so there's just three simple examples of ways that we might start the battle oh that's good those, those are that's exactly what i was looking for tangible things um I mean, that's the, the darkness at night. Uh, David was on the rooftop at night when he should have been sleeping when he saw Bathsheba. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's, I mean, I, I think exactly what you're saying is biblically supported. Okay, perfect. And yeah. So again, it's that idea. Well, it, let, actually, let, let me back up. Some men don't even realize they're in a battle. They don't realize that this, they think the world is neutral. And the truth is, the scriptures say you were born into a world at war. 
This world is under siege. If you don't have your head on right, you're going to get taken out. Like it, the, the, the current isn't neutral. It will take you backwards if you stop resisting, if you stop fighting. If you're not intentional and assertive, you're going to go backwards, friends. So we have to stay sharp. So my overarching question is, what are you fighting for? That's what I want to ask your guys. If you're driving right now, I want you to ask you the question, like, what am I really fighting for right now? And I'll close this, this instinct with this final uh, thought. Um, there's a famous dead Swiss psychiatrist. His name is Viktor Frankl. He survived the Holocaust. Right? He wrote a famous book called Man's Search for Meaning. I highly recommend you read that book. If you've not read that book. But he, he, he dumbed it down and said, there's basically two major pathways to purpose and meaning. And I think this applies both to men and women, but let's talk about men. And number one, number one pathway to purpose and meaning for men is not, first, a dedication to a cause that is transcendent and greater than yourself. A transcendent cause, that's one. The second one is surrender to a person other than yourself. So there's your sacrificial love, your sacrificial element. So again, dedication to cause, transcendent cause, bigger than yourself. Secondly, a surrender of yourself to someone other than yourself. So I want you guys thinking, what are you guys thinking like, okay, where am I swept up in a transcendent cause? And secondly, where am I surrendering myself to other people? That's good. And if, if you're going to call yourself a Christian, that transcendent cause should be fairly self-evident to you. Um, and then the, the surrendering to a person, if you're married, that mm -hmm. also should be self-evident, but I don't know that on a day-to-day -day basis, guys look at it like that. You know, we yeah. almost take those two things for granted and look for the next transcendent thing and the next person to submit to, uh, mm -hmm. rather than going with what we're told to, to pursue. Absolutely. I, I agree. 100%. So, all right. So I'm, you ready to move to the second virtue? Absolutely. Second instinct. All right, second instinct, sorry, not virtue. Um, I'll start with this. I call this a, a, the subtle lie. Um, by the way, the second instinct is build, okay? The subtle lie is this. You are perfect the way that you are. Now, it is true God loves you. It is true you are created in his image. It is true that you are, you know, he thought of you before you were born, right? So it's true. You're beautiful. You're you have innate dignity as a human just because you exist. That's true. But the human soul must grow. There's a need to grow. There's a need to develop. There's a need to progress. Men are most happy when they see themselves progressing, right? Like think of the guy who goes into the gym and he's pumping iron, right? And then imagine he walks up to the mirror, doesn't see any growth the first day. It's, it's He's a little bit diluted. Come back in 30 days and you'll see some you suddenly you see some definition in your biceps and you're going, whoa, this, this is working. I, and you begin to, it feels really good. Right. So there's this psychological need to grow that, that we all possess and, and we only grow. Here's the thing. We only grow in the crucible. You do not grow in the comfort zone. All right. We all know this muscles don't get bigger eating potato chips on the couch. They get better. They get bigger in the gym. The scriptures say it this way. It says that the crucible is for silver, the furnace is for gold, but the Lord tests hearts. So the, the Lord will test you through crucibles, even through adversity. And that's where men begin to grow is when we're pushed through the crucible, through adversity, we, we survive, we make it, and we, we go, oh my gosh, like 
I'm, I'm more formidable than I thought I was. What else can I do? All right. And I, I love this quote. Um, I use this quote every time I go to work out. This is a quote by a Stoic philosopher named Seneca. He said, um, no man, I'm going to say this slow. No man is more unhappy than he who never faces adversity for he is not permitted to prove himself. No man is more unhappy than he who never faces adversity for he is not permitted to prove himself. There's something in a man that must be tested, must be tested. Okay. And I'm going to give you a couple categories, guys. I want you to test yourself in these areas. Number one, physically. All right. Uh, when you build your body, you actually strengthen your soul. Think about it. Your mind is housed inside of your body. You want to have a sharper mind. You want to have a more resilient mind. You want to have mental toughness. I propose you have to put your body through various crucibles, survive it. <laughs> that sounds extreme, but put your body in the fire incrementally and then do it again and again and again. And your strength builds and you see yourself progressing. And that feels really good. Romans 12 even says it this way. It says, brothers, I urge you by the mercies of God to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. There's something we do with the body that is very important. Paul says, I, 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 what is it? I um, pommel my body into submission. There's something physical there that we need to pay attention to. Secondly, mentally, all right, dynamic mental training. You need to stretch the mind. You need to actually hear from people that don't think like you. You need to cultivate critical thinking skills. You need to read your Bible. You need to memorize scripture. You need to read books. I'm not asking you to go read like, you know, anything crazy, but stretch the mind, okay? Take some e-courses. Go, uh, go to grad school like Dave, okay? Be like Dave. <laughs> Thirdly, spiritual. I'm going fast here, Dave. So if you, you want to jump in, jump in then. Okay, no, you're, you're, you're <laughs> going. I got, a, I got a couple of things I want to go back to, but go ahead and finish okay. the talk. Okay. Third one, I'll say it real quick is the spiritual, like this is all about building spiritually. So regular, regular, I say it this way, regular dynamic spiritual encounters and disciplines encountering God through prayer. Like we're talking to God, but then we're listening. So you're actually shutting up for a while. Contemplative prayer. Okay. You're listening some fasting, incorporating fast. That's not very popular in the States. Uh, something I've incorporated in my life is something in, it's called intermittent fasting. I, I will not eat for 16 hours. Uh, and then I'll eat again for a, for a period of 14. So it's, it's what you would call, uh, it's not restrictive eating. It's more like scheduled eating habits. Um, solitude, scripture reading. I, I like to get around fiery preaching. If you're not, a lot of people use the excuse like, yeah, church isn't really my thing. Okay. I hear you. My question is, are you around fiery preaching? If not, um, you need to be okay. Fourthly vocation. Um, we need to build vocationally. Like you've got it. And I want to, I want people to hear this loud and clear. One of our main objectives in this life is to grow as big and as bad as possible to take your skills and talents and abilities and resources and steward them to the best of your ability, because this body friends is on borrowed time. This is borrowed time. It's actually godly to take what God has given you and to steward it to max capacity. That's, that's on you. That's on me, right? So whatever your hand finds to do, 
Do it with all of your might. And lastly, relationally, we need regular interaction with other warriors, okay? Shared experiences with them, um, noble conversations. And I love this quote by uh, Gracie, uh, one of the Gracie brothers. He said, if you want to be a lion, you got to train with lions. So I'll cap it there. That's right. build. <laughs> that, that Man, I feel like we could probably do a, a drive time episode on each one of those areas and not uh -huh. run out of stuff to talk about. But I do want to talk, I, I want to bring up a couple of things. Mm -hmm. um, you, you mentioned shared experience. You mentioned the, the fitness side of it or the health side of it. And I'm a, I'm a proponent of that as well. Um, and when you can combine those two things, you know, a little bit of a, a physical test with some brothers, it tends to bond you together with them. Uh, mm -hmm. But probably the, the most impactful thing that I heard you say that I want to make sure that the guys don't miss mm -hmm. is that dialogue with people who don't think like you. Mm. And what you didn't say was go argue with people who you think are wrong. You, you <laughs> talked about dialogue with people who don't think like you. You can have an exchange of ideas. You can still give your opinion but you have to be willing to listen to theirs as well, right? Yeah, man. Well, hey, we got two ears and one mouth, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I just think that's, I, I thought that was interesting, you know, even through school and, and you're talking about stretching your mind. Um, some of the stuff I read, I just think I, I don't agree with at all. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think it's, you know, maybe some, not necessarily, I wouldn't go so far as to call it heresy, but just misplaced uh, doctrine or whatever you want to call it. Um, mm -hmm. It just, it seems to, for me, take my eyes off the point, which is Jesus, and, uh, you know, get muddled down in some of the, the academic uh, side of, of study. Mm -hmm. But again, that's, that's not for me to decide that that's right or wrong. Mm -hmm. I am appreciative for the things I learned through it. And if at the end of it, your decision uh, in a dialogue with someone who doesn't think like you is it strengthens your resolve for your own opinion. I don't know that that's necessarily a wrong thing. As long as you're, you're honorable in the way that you express that with the person you're speaking with, or uh, you know, in those dialogues, you're at least open uh, and then, you know, you talked about, you know, study in scripture for crying out loud. If, if, if that, if everything you read in the Bible agrees with what you think, you're probably reading the Bible wrong. Yes. So, all right. Uh, I want to keep going here. I don't want to run out of time because, uh, th these are getting good. <laughs> I like, I like what you just said there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right, man. If, if. If everything, if everyone we talk to and everything we read already, it, it, it agrees with what we already think, maybe we're doing something wrong here. All right. We got to stretch. We got to, we got to get around. I mean, I read, I listen to podcasts, man, that most people would, if they found out I listened to them, they would think I'm a freak show. I listen, not because I'm duped. I listen because I want to pick up new language. I want to pick up, you know, uh, I want to see how that aligns with scripture and, what God says about that. And I want it to be challenged. So anyways, next, next primal instinct is explore. This is a quick and dirty one. There's something inside of us as men, this call to adventure. All right. Uh, it's a, 
the call to take a quest, to, to leave the familiar and engage the unknown, embrace the unknown, a call to the frontier per se. And I want to pose it like this. This call will involve three steps. And this is what we call a rite of passage. All right. So the first step in a rite of passage is a separation. The second step is transformation. The third step is the return. So I'll break it down in like in film. So hopefully most of you guys have seen or read The Hobbit. All right. Bill, have you seen Lord of the Rings, all that stuff? Yeah. Okay. Or, or Harry Potter. You can, there's a bunch of, bunch of characters we could use for this, but let's say Bilbo in The Hobbit is this small halfling. He's a, he's a creature that lives on a farm in this ro rolling green hilled plantation. He's got tons of food in his pantry. He smokes his pipe. He's an academic. Life is pretty. But then he gets a knock at the door one day and it's Gandalf the wizard. And Gandalf says, Bilbo, I have a proposal for you. Let's go on an adventure. Let's go kill dragons and get gold and restore the mountain to the people. And Bilbo says, why would I do that? Dragons eat people. But then he lays in bed at night restless because there's this inner call to the wild, to the adventure. And he changes his mind. He chases down the wizard the next day and says, I'm in, right? And so there's this, there's this separation. He's leaving the Shire. He's leaving what is familiar. And the second we leave the familiar, that's when anxiety and fear hit because we've moved out of the comfort zone. By the way, a lot of people misread that. They hit anxiety. They hit fear and they interpret that as I must be on the wrong path. No, no, no. What if it means you're on the right path? You're just leaving the comfort zone behind. That's a good thing. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Secondly, transformation. Bilbo is transformed when he's fighting dragons and fighting orcs. He's transformed. He becomes this warrior. He's wielding, he's now wielding a sword. He doesn't know how to use a sword. He's being, he's learning as he's going. And he says something in the, in the film, he's, they almost die in this, in this cave and, he says, Gandalf, I found something back there in the cave. And Gandalf says, what did you find? He says, I found my courage. So in the transformation, we're finding our courage. We're testing our metal. We're finding out who we are. And lastly, we were uh, Bilbo in the story. After they've killed the dragon and gotten the gold, he returns back home. But he's different. He is transformed. He's no longer the same guy. Home is the same, but he's different. That's the idea. Okay. Um, so some practical ways that guys can begin doing this. Um, for some people, it's the separation of leaving for college, the transformation they go through and then returning home. For some people, it's engaging military service and then returning home. For some people, my, my brother-in-law goes fishing in Alaska for six months. Uh, it comes home different. Uh, for some people, it's starting a business. It changes you, man. It changes you. Um, for me, it was traveling to Africa, traveling to Ireland, going to military academy. There's so many different rites of passages throughout life, but pay attention, join a new gym, right? Try a new hike, try, you know, uh, travel a bit, stuff like that. Try martial arts class. We got to mix it up. We got to get out of the familiar and into the unknown. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying your time with Jonathan Rios as much as I enjoyed recording this video. Now this is something we've never done before. Uh, Jonathan's message and his interactions are so good. We're actually cutting it in half and we're turning it into two episodes. So this ends our time for today. This ends today's drive time. Uh, and, and hopefully like me, you are sitting there still trying to roll some of this through your mind and process it. Uh, but don't miss next week. 
because when we rejoin from where we're leaving off, uh, Jonathan continues on. He still has more information. Uh, he has uh, another 20 minutes or so that you just don't want to miss. So gentlemen, thanks for being here this week. Thanks for taking the time to, to uh, just connect and continue listening to these uh, videos. And, uh, you know, like Jonathan said, you know, we don't grow in our comfort zones. Uh, perhaps this week we can let the spirit kind of churn in us and uh, show us an area where we need to start improving. And then again, be here next week, same time, Monday morning to uh, rejoin this video and finish hearing what Jonathan has to say. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next week.